Sometimes I tell my clients, you know, what do you value? If you know what you value, then you you will align your actions with that. Because our mind, when it's anxiety, it's a fear of failure, a fear of the future. What about now? You know, where are you actually at right now? Welcome back to our special podcast today with our guest speaker, Alfreda Small. Alfreda is from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She's also known for her service to both her country and her community. After receiving her bachelor's degree in social science from Charleston Southern University, she joined the South Carolina National Guard. While in the military, she completed her master's degree in mental health counseling from Webster University. She also began her career as a licensed professional counselor while completing her six-year term as a sergeant in the military. I am a sister. I have a niece and nephew. So I'm a licensed professional counselor and I provide uh, mental health services for adults and adolescents who are dealing with or struggling with um, depression, anxiety, or have like a history of trauma. I love it so far. It's very, very rewarding. It is my passion and I've grown to, you know, love it more and more every day. How would you spend your time if you had complete freedom? No holding back. I would definitely spend my time traveling. Like I love to travel. I love new experiences. What I would want to do is like do more research before I go to these different places so I can get to learn the culture, how other people live, what they're dealing with. So definitely travel. The first one that comes to my mind is Greece because I really want to go there. What are three daily habits you would recommend to someone? One daily habit I would say would be to practice gratitude, if not in the morning, in the afternoon, like at least maybe trying to think of three things that you're grateful for. It can kind of change the dynamic of kind of how you feel or how you saw your day. It might not have been as bad as you thought. So practicing gratitude. I'm a big journaling person and I advocate that in my practice as well because it helps you just release a lot of thoughts and feelings out on paper and help you get into perspective. And I also call it like a brain dump. So if you have a lot on your mind, you can just get it all out. And then the last one I thought of was drinking water. (laughs) Because (laughs) I feel like it's healthy and like it gives you energy. So drinking water would be another one. I feel like I'm talking to myself right now because (laughs) gratitude, journaling, drinking water, that's like me right there. And what's the purpose of journaling, if you don't mind me asking, for the um, audience out there? Sometimes get your thoughts into perspective or get your feelings um, out on paper because we hold a lot of things in or we might not have someone to talk to. And I feel like that's a good way to do it. So, and for self-reflection too. You know, why is it important to self-reflect? Um, it's important because you, if you self-reflect, I feel that helps you grow. So if you're in situations where you're questioning yourself, um, maybe you can find or think of better ways you could have handled things, better ways you can do things in the future, um, and just keep yourself in check, you know, just being a good person. Definitely. It feels <laughs> good to hear that, that you're out there teaching and introducing journaling, self-reflecting. <laughs> And drinking water. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump on to the next one. So what are three affirmations or quotes or mantras that boost your self-confidence? Um, let's start with one in the morning. You know, what's one affirmation you might tell yourself um, or a quote or a mantra in the morning to kind of get yourself out of bed, you know, without kind of procrastinating? 
I don't know if it's, it would be like a mantra, but I, in the morning when I usually get up, I just thank God for like another day. Um, Gratitude you know, again, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's my main one. Um, and I normally say, you know, there's nothing I can't do today that, you know, God won't help me get through. That's one. Awesome. And what about one during a failure? Kind of like while you're on the downslope and you need to kind of shoot back up. You know, what do you tell yourself? You know, how do you get over that obstacle? Um, well, really, I used to be really hard on myself, but I've grown out of that. So now it's more of, okay, I failed at this. Let me see what I did wrong um, and see how I can be better at it. That's mm -hmm. cool. And what about one to motivate you just whenever? Whenever you just, I, like after work, you don't want, you want to go to the gym, but you don't want to go to the gym. How do you motivate yourself? to get that self-confidence back and to go or to do something or anything. I want to say sometimes it's music. Like if there's like a, I'm a very, like in the mornings I like to listen to gospel music. Um, I do listen to like a lot of other things, but that's a big motivator for me. Um, awesome. And another thing I could say is, you know, if I don't get this done, it's not going to help me reach, you know, either the goal I'm trying to, you know, reach or how can this, how is this benefiting me if I do it or not, or not. Kind of make it a bigger purpose, right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. What about your clients? Um, or if you'll be able to share any examples of kind of maybe when your clients were unmotivated and kind of how you show them like, hey, this is the way, this is one option. Have you ever gone through anything with one of your clients before in the past? I would say with depression in general, okay. a symptom of depression is like lack of motivation, very fatigued, um, not wanting to do the things that you normally like to do, not having that, not having the motivation to do what you want to do. So it's very hard. So what I tell them is you have to take things one, either one day at a time or one um, step at a time. So even if it's like doing one, one load of laundry, that's something that you did today. Or if you cleaned one dish, that's something that you did because it's very, people don't understand that it is very hard to come out of these depressed moods that a lot of people deal with. And why do you show them that? Why do you show them like, hey, just wash one dish, start with one dish. You mm -hmm. know, what's the purpose behind that for the audience, if you don't mind me asking? I would say because it's something um, because it's, um, it's like a win. Yeah. We're used to like, you know, doing all these things, but when you don't feel like it one day, um, of course your, um, self-esteem will go down. You might feel like you're disappointing yourself or your family, but to build yourself back up, you have to start somewhere. Exactly. And the yeah. key is just start, yeah. just start, you know, so hard, but yeah, it is just start. Yeah, you know, just start, ground yourself somewhere, you know, start mm -hmm. at some starting point. That's cool. That's awesome. Jump into the next question. I should say the next quote or statement. So mm -hmm. someone once said, the two hardest things to handle in life are failure and success. What do you think about that? With failure, it is hard to fail. You know, we feel like we're disappointing ourselves or other people. However, you know, we're all going to fail sometimes. So I take it as it's a failure, but I'm going to learn from it either way. And then with success, I feel like 
that's hard. It can be hard to handle success as well, because once you reach your success, you still have to maintain it. Right. So you have to be disciplined and um, do the thing, all the things you need to do to keep yourself grounded and moving forward. What would you say the difference would be between failing and failure? Like for me, I think like failing is like you're in the process still. Like mm-hmm. it's not like you're kind of going straight and then you kind of fail a little bit, but you're okay. kind of like motivating yourself to come back up. And then right. I think like failure is more like permanent. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you kind of give up, you know, and like you don't and then you don't try it again. Because I know a lot of time um, clients and the people listening, they always think failing and failure are the same thing because it's fail. You know, you're failing, you know, it's something negative. You know? mm-hmm. But I think it's just a mindset, really. Yeah. So I can see that if you're failing, that means you're not moving towards what you're trying to reach. But you can you still have the option to change and yeah, and be successful. But if you failed at something, it could be a failure. But if it's something that you are passionate about and you want to do, I think you can still choose to try again. Am I right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, failure? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's jump on to the next one. So what is your biggest success and biggest failure? And what did you learn from it? I want to say my biggest success was um, graduating from basic training. And the reason for that is it pushed me and made me realize that I could um, accomplish things that I never thought I could. So really going, getting through that helped me to understand like I can do anything I put my mind to. and then my biggest failure, um, when in undergrad, I did, I was in nursing school for like, I want to say almost two years. I failed out of nursing school. And what I learned from it was that it wasn't for me, but I'm still in a profession that where I can help people. So, I, you know, I failed, but I'm still doing what I love. So it's not always about you can always like there's always another route you know there's always other things you can do maybe something that you're not great at isn't for you but that doesn't make you any less than anyone else so that's powerful that's really Mm -hmm. powerful because i know a lot of people they set a goal even that's kind of even too much right there sometimes they'll just push through it because they're like Mm -hmm. i already committed to it i'm just going to do it because i'm already here you know, whereas somebody who's kind of more self-aware of themselves is like, hey, you know what? This isn't this isn't for me. I'm going to pivot. But I know what's my next move is, you know, it's, they don't know what their next move is. And mm-hmm. I think that's super powerful um, to kind of promote right now, because it's not about getting from the start to finish. It's mm-hmm. about starting and then realizing that you're going to be going on a little emotional roller coaster. You know, some things are going to you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. Some things are going to work out. Some things are not going to work out. But I think that consistency that you have of continuing to push through it and realizing like, okay, you know what? I started the nursing and it doesn't work out for me, but you know what? I don't, it's not my, it's not my cup of tea, so to speak, but I know exactly what I want to do now. And I think that's super powerful because sometimes people don't do that. They don't even take the first step, but I think if they can listen to your story and understand, Hey, you know what? As long as you start, you can figure it out from there. Yeah. You know? That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's a cool self-reflection. That would motivate mm-hmm. me. You know, whenever I'm unmotivated, I'll think about that. Like, wait a second. 
I just switched my careers up like nothing. I can do right. this. <laughs> you know, I can do whatever I'm doing right now, whatever is yeah. presented in front of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's go on the next one. So do you mainly focus on the past, present, or future? Mainly the, the future and, you know, practicing more with focusing on the present. Um, just, you know, what I, you know, things can change. You can have a goal and like try to pursue that goal but things change and so it's like you know what is my even though i have this plan what is my life going to look like in two to five years so i think about that and then but you also want to remember like the present moment like with friends family like the memories that you don't want to miss so if you can um if you can rank these from one two three how would you mm -hmm. rank them and of importance yeah, of importance, you know, if, if people are listening and they're kind of confused, because sometimes people live their lives dictated in the past. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so for people listening, what would be the most importance where they should start to focus on? I would say number one is the present. Okay. You know, accepting where you are now and again gratitude comes in like being thankful for what you have um and enjoying the people around you and you you mentioned the future you mentioned um thinking long term mm -hmm. thinking long term about two to five years out as a counselor do you think it's important for people in general to think about long-term goals and not only to think about them but to really write them down put a date on it you know do you think that's important I do think it's important um, because sometimes if you don't put a date um, or make a measurable goal, you're not, you may not, you may feel like you have a lot of time or you're going to keep um, either procrastinating, but if you have a deadline, that'll probably give you, you know, help you focus and know that you have to meet it by a certain time. Okay. So let's go on to the next question. What are you passionate about? And how does that influence your life? For me, I'm very passionate about um, being a mental health advocate. Really my why, you know, once I started um, grad school and started um, like my internships with counseling, um, I really learned that when I was in undergrad that I did was suffering a little bit with anxiety and depression. And I did not know any anyone or anyone to go to, like as far as a counselor, I didn't know about that. So I feel like it's kind of me giving back and saying like, you know, there are uh, resources available and just being able to help and understand, validate, you know, feelings for people and let them know that I understand and that mental health is not a bad word because there's a big stigma around mental health. Just like being an advocate and letting people know that mental health is real and that you know, there's things that we can do to help. You know, you mentioned uh, mental health during school. Um, I also work with a lot of college students and I know a lot of them go through anxiety, depression, and a few other factors of mental health. If you don't mind, what would be one coaching tip or a counseling trick of a trade that might've helped you with anxiety, maybe during the first few weeks of school, um, maybe during the exam? I know a lot of people have exam anxiety. Did you ever mm -hmm. have that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How'd you kind of um, cope with it? Or how'd you kind of 
process it or deal with it? Well, then, then I kind of just went through it. But now it's more like grounding yourself. So like a technique, we call it the five, four, three, two, one technique. So all five of your senses um, to bring yourself back to the present moment. So like it's five things you could see like around either pick a color there's and pick five colors around the room that are the same then it's like four things you could hear um three things you could feel two things you could smell and one thing you could taste that's so, so cool it's, it's, yeah it's like a toolkit and it'll bring it's supposed to help bring you back to the now and know like okay i'm you can say i'm okay i can get through this you know because our mind when it's anxiety it's a fear of failure, a fear of the future. But what about now? You know, where are you actually at right now? You're floating. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta ground yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I know the audience would appreciate that a lot too. Sure. <clears throat> Especially because um, I work with student veterans as well. I work with student veterans, student athletes, STEM majors, and college students as well. So I, I know they'll really appreciate that. Because mental health is, is on the rise right now, especially in um, colleges, universities. Yeah. Um, I know for student athletes, only 10% seek mental health. Mm. And roughly 60% of all, whether it's junior college or universities, student athletes are stressed out 67% of the time. Compared to their other college students who are just going to college, they're at 32%. You know, So the stress is really high. Yeah. Um, and I know stress is, they're really starting to empower stress a lot, especially in the medical field. Like mm-hmm. um, I was talking to a few people and they're mentioning that when they go to doctor visits now, the doctor's asking first, like, hey, how are your stress levels? And then they're realizing that stress is playing a big factor, especially to your nervous system. You know, right. your nervous system affects everything, right? especially yeah. your thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go on the next one. So what is the best compliment you have ever received? Calvin, I had a tough one thinking okay. about. <laughs> I, I would, what I came up with was like my mom telling me, you know, you're doing great. Like you're a great daughter. So I felt like that was a really good compliment that I'm doing things. I'm in the right direction. I'm doing things right. You know, I'm not only making myself proud, like I'm making other people proud. And what what do you think the best compliment you ever given yourself? Or if you could give yourself a compliment on something major in your life, what would it be? Something where you felt super good, like, dang, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a lot of those moments that I think about it. It's like, you know, graduating from undergrad and then graduating with my master's, becoming licensed, all those type of things are really you know, I'm really happy about those things, how far I've come. Awesome. And then before you even started your journey, your educational mm-hmm. journey, do you think you would ever achieve so much and have so much accolades? I didn't. No, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. thinking about it. Just starting from ground zero and you're looking up and you're seeing like, dang, this this route is so, so big. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so intimidating. <laughs> it is. So what did you focus on? Yeah. So what did you focus on the first, you know, your first year starting on your educational journey? It's a little fearful, but like, how'd you, you know, what was that self-talk? If you don't mind me asking. There's more, there's always more out there for me. So as far as like, you know, being raised in like middle class, I just feel like I, there's nothing. I can reach the lifestyle that I want to, um, 
I can have the career that I want if I work hard for it. So I think that in the back of my mind and knowing like, you know, what I want out of life pushes me to do what I want. Knowing exactly what you want. That's exactly what it is. Knowing exactly what you want. It was that sometimes they get told to go to school. It's not really what they want to do. And it's not until after like the first year or first few semesters, they realize like, hey, I know exactly what I want to do now. Actually with that, um, there's a few, you know, situations where people have said, you know, they have regretted, you know, listening to their family because it's really not what they wanted to do. Um, but I, I think what, what I tell them oftentimes is that um, it's okay not to go the route that you thought you would. You know, it's okay to for other people not to agree with you because I feel like it's your vision, it's your life. If you mess up, you know, on your journey, it's okay, but it's still what you want to do. I feel like it's... Yeah, you yeah. definitely hit it right in the head with that. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of ties back to our um, our cultural conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, and our traditions. You know, I, I call a lot of family traditions limitations um, for the most part, because a lot of them are. Um, because sometimes we kind of want to favor our family and bend over mm-hmm. backwards for our family. And whenever we tell our family or friends anything, for some reason, they always want to bring us down a little bit or because it's not their journey. It's not their mm-hmm. route. They don't understand it. Kind of like what you're saying. It's like, hey, this is my vision. This is my route. This is, these are my goals. I know exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that if you don't understand it, but hey, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's super powerful because mm-hmm. people can get influenced easily by people who have tried in the past and failed. And mm-hmm. then now those same people tell people who are trying, um, hey, just give up. I, I tried it once and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, so it's mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to talk about your future success with others, especially close people around you, because right. a lot of times those close people around you are scared because they see how much motivation, how focused you are on yourself. And they mm-hmm. know that you're gonna just gonna skyrocket past them. Mm-hmm. And and they wanna hold you back, you know, and I've seen it, friends, family, people close to you. And mm-hmm. what I realized too, is that sometimes strangers are gonna be some of your biggest support systems yeah. because you guys are like-minded, you know, mm-hmm. you guys have the same like-minded beliefs, support, values, morals, ethics, all that stuff, you know. Right. So I just thought I would put that out there because it's true, you know. Have you ever true. gone have you ever gone through that before or witnessed it or someone kind of gave a testimonial about that or anything? Uh, you know, I've been through something like that, like telling, you know, my goals and people not understanding, but you have to find your circle of people who understand you. It's kind of like and, and how do you do that? Well, you have to put your yourself in places where you know people are smarter than you like going to maybe different workshops where you're interested in things um i was lucky because you know i met a lot of people as i was in college and things of that nature but seeking out people who are doing what you want to do and asking questions and that's kind of getting out of your comfort zone too yeah and you kind of have to you know Mm-hmm. If you want more, you got to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. Nothing, nothing great comes from a comfort zone, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's jump on to the next question. If you could turn back the time 
and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would tell her that um, no matter how you feel, you are loved um, and God is going to do amazing things in your life. That's what I would tell her. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the next one. So like, yeah, like what is your why? You know, why are you doing exactly what you're doing right now? Because I want to like give back and that help for people who are going through like the mental health struggles. Um, I have the experience and the education and just letting people know that, you know, mental health and counseling is not a bad thing. You don't have to be in a crisis to go to a therapist. Um, you could go just for a different perspective or someone to talk to. So, you know, I love, I, you know, I love what I do. Um, so that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You feel like you're an example for a lot of people? I feel like I am. Yeah. Like I, yeah, awesome. I do. That's cool. So what are three qualities you would like to attain? For me, I would say, like, I've never been a great public speaker. So I would want to, like, be better at that. A better quality. I guess it's more of confidence in that aspect. Um, I want to be more disciplined because we're not always going to be motivated. That's why I tell my clients we're not always going to be motivated. And I have to tell myself that. But if you're disciplined, I mean, you know, you're going to go. It's not a why. It's just you you have to do it. So I want to be more disciplined and I think being more, um, I feel like I'm an open-minded person, um, but I guess being more open to new things, um, not being so quick to say no so that I can, you know, experience and get more um, exposure to different, new, different things. Be more of a yes person. A yes yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty cool what you said at the end was that I want to say yes more because I want to get that more life experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's crucial, especially right now over the past two years with COVID and everything, is that uh, getting life experience is a little bit more difficult right now than before. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's very important to get life experience because I mm-hmm. think that it molds you, it shapes you, and it, it generates drives you and it gives you more ideas gives you that curiosity for me it would be being prepared um running through like your um your speech or your presentation prior to um and i guess getting over that you know fear of failure like fear that you might say or do something wrong kind of being more positive the mindset that goes into it and the, the reason why i asked you is because I'm I'm hesitant to to go live on social media on my on my Instagram, so mm-hmm. I'm asking because I'm kind of scared too of public speaking and, and talking and recording myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just asking because I'm kind of curious. <laughs> Another part of that I think I've heard is that there's some you know if we're afraid to say and then like be open, be vulnerable, there we might be someone might be missing on missing out on what we have to say so i guess it's less about us and more about what you're trying to portray to other people that's true that's true true. Mm -hmm. and how about self-discipline what's the first step what's the step one that someone can take 
to become a little bit more self-disciplined. And I think that um, what you said after that, that complimented that was, um, was sometimes you're not motivated all the time. And mm-hmm. that, that discipline is kind of like crucial. Um, so going from that, yeah. So what would be the first step um, to getting more self-discipline? I always think about like the habits that we have. For example, like me, I want to get back. I want to get back into the gym more. So it's kind of like, what do I need to do to to kind of like set myself up for success? So it would either be like changing my clothes before I leave work so that I won't go home, type of thing, and go to the gym. Um, things like that. So that's an example. So I think whatever habits you have, you have to look at them and see, are these habits beneficial to me or not? Then, you know, how am I going to change that to make myself better? Do I have more positive habits? Do I have more negative habits? Do I have Mm -hmm. any investable habits? Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, saying yes a lot more. Why is that important? Why is it important to say yes a little bit more rather than no? Because you can miss out on, you know, really meeting new people, um, people that can help you. Um, You can miss out on networking. You can miss out on like just good experiences and learning. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. So let's jump on to the next one. This one's going to be about more future goals. Mm -hmm. What are three goals you would like to hit in six months? And six months is um, almost like the end of the year. So basically, what are your end of year goals? Be comfortable with my um, schedule. That's the word. Oh, okay. Okay. Like with my schedule, like having, you know, seeing what's best for me as far as like how many clients, um, being consistent with how many clients I'm seeing a day, the days I'm going to work, um, setting boundaries for myself as far as work, like not going, not seeing too many people. So I really want to be like, I want that to be in place by the end of the year. I know a personal one was, like you said, um, going to the gym. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I yeah. think. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no worries. That's well, cool. That's good. <laughs> at least if I could go to the gym, at least like on the weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, my day's off. Mm-hmm. for maybe to the end of the year or add a day, that would be, that would make me happy. So that would be a goal. And I know you mentioned also that um, setting boundaries for work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they can kind of overlap a lot, our work life and our personal life. Um, and usually what spits out of that is stress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know people don't understand the difference between positive stress and negative stress. You know, like, um, for example, positive stress could be you get a credit card and you max it out at the bar with your friends. Um, that could be negative stress. I think positive stress could be more of like, um, you get a credit card and you max it out for a laptop or books for school, you know, something more investable. Um, I think it's important to hit on that because people think stress right away is negative, kind of like mental health or seeking help, you know, especially for guys, they don't want to get help. And they just want to deal with the stress. But I think once you can kind of break down what stress is, then it kind of opens up the doors for like, okay, maybe I can't talk about this with someone or start journaling or something, you know, because mm-hmm. mental health, I think mental health is super important. I think your self-awareness is very vital because I think the more you learn about yourself, 
the more direction you'll have in life because you'll know exactly what you want versus what you don't want anymore. And then plus by learning more about yourself, you'll know how to motivate yourself. You'll know what to tell yourself, what to convince yourself. Um, so I just thought I'd throw that in there <laughs> uh, about stress. I agree. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. So what are your greatest strengths? Personal. What's your greatest strengths in your personal life? Let's start with that one. In my personal life, I feel like I am personable. Um, I am an introvert, but I am like, you know, I like to be social as well. So I think that's a good quality or a strength that I have. Um, I'm a very determined person. If I want to get something done, if I don't, even if I procrastinate, I do get it done. (laughs) I'm caring what I can, listen to others. Of course, that's my job too. And try to help in any way that I can. So I feel like those are good, the strengths that I do have. Or where do you feel like you have the most success with your clients or your patients? Oh, okay. Um, building like a rapport with them. Okay. I feel like um, I'm very good at that. Like, you know, I want to meet them where they are in life. So I present myself as, you know, I'm a human person just like you. I'm just here to help and like I'm not here to judge you. So being an unbiased um, outlet for, so I feel like that is a good thing. You say you build rapports with them. What do you look for? How do you, what, what um, identifiers or indicators do you look for to kind of profile someone, to kind of know your approach and what to say to them? Have you ever heard of um, the Myers-Briggs uh, personality yeah. test? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we could talk about that after. I thought that was pretty cool too. Um, but like for profiling people, you know, do you, are there any things that you look for with the, thing, the things they say? The way they walk, the way they dress, um, their mannerisms, their characteristics. Do you do you kind of profile anyone? Like profile for your own, so you can kind of build your own image of that client, so you know how to kind of approach them or what to tell them. You know. Yeah, like I feel like the assessment itself will help okay. me determine what I need to do for them. You know where I or you know I tell them they're the experts of them. You know I'm mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So whatever, you know, they're telling me, I'm going to use, you know, my knowledge of what I've had to help them with that. So that's awesome. I like that too. They say that they're their own experts of themselves. And it's true. <laughs> it really is true. Mm-hmm. It's like if you tell someone, um, when do you think you can make a thousand dollars? You know, for mm-hmm. you, it'll be different. For me, it'll be different. For that other person, it'll be different. Mm-hmm. And the best part, I only know that answer. You only know that answer. And now the person only knows that answer because we all live on different schedules, different frequencies, different lives, different patterns, different everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, so that's why I think it's powerful that you said that is because um, you do only, only you know the answer to a lot of questions for yourself and the future too. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump on to the next one. So what feelings do you want your clients to feel when they think of your brand or business? I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel heard. I want them to feel, you know, like validated. And I want them to feel an asset to society. Like, you know, you're going through things, but you know, that doesn't have your self-worth. It makes you like it at the time, but I want to be that motivator for them that you know 
you can pick yourself back up again and like you can look at things in a different perspective so that you could live a more positive and healthy life things like that awesome okay so last question what advice would you give someone who wants to change but doesn't know where to begin for me i'm a christian so i would say prayer i do a lot of praying a lot of times i'm asking god to show me or reveal to me what you want me to do today you know what is it that i need you need me to do for you that is going to help somebody else also if you if you're wanting to change and you don't know where to start i also think about solitude being alone canceling out all the noise social media all that and being by yourself is okay so that you can determine what you want for yourself and what you need for yourself and how long should somebody do that for i don't think there's like a time frame but like maybe three to six months okay. so not not being like alone but just setting aside time to do it mm -hmm. working on yourself like it takes work to you know to change and to be the person that you, it's not just going to happen overnight right and a lot of people think like that you know mm -hmm. a lot of people say if i if i hit the lottery today i'll be set i'll be fine tomorrow it's like i don't i don't think so <laughs> you know that financial literacy and that self-awareness plays a big factor yep you're yeah. right it takes a lot of time i like that word solitude i never yeah. used it before yeah that was nice i like that and I think another, the one other thing that I have here is just figure out your values. Because sometimes I tell my clients, you know, what do you value? Because if you know what you value, then you you will align your actions with that. You, you know, know when you, to say yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't, when I ask you what are your values, they get confused. So I'll pull out, you know, my list. And, you know, you can rate them um, to the importance of how you, how you feel they're important and just go from there. That's cool. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. I love talking to you because I feel like I'm talking to myself. Like I'm like reflect. I'm like that's like the same advice you talk about. The same things you talk about. I talk about too. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. How do you so, feel? How do you feel about starting a business during the pandemic? It was scary. Okay. Yeah. You know because I think at that time, a few months in, people were already saying you know businesses may not flourish but I did it anyway I took the leap and I don't regret it so I feel like it's a big accomplishment how'd you keep pushing yourself I think at that time a lot of people needed the help like a, you know a lot of people out there were struggling especially students so that was one reason the massive well that's when the number of people started that needed counseling started going up so you know to help other people do you have any role models? Any people you kind of look or for mentors, even if they don't know you? For me, when I thought about it, I said Viola Davis. I haven't, I have her book. I haven't read it yet, but I know she endured a lot of trauma and now she is very successful. And I think Oprah did too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's very, you know, humbling for me. So those are people that I look up to. Michelle and Barack Obama. Um, and I have mentors that like one of my um, good friends is one of my mentors and she's very successful and gives me a lot of good advice so you know i have a good Support circle yeah mm -hmm. do you think it's important to have mentors 
Yes, important because uh, you're always going to have questions. You're not you're not going to know everything, and it's okay not to know everything. You're going to learn every day, and like you know, give yourself grace, and you should have a support system. It's good. <laughs> awesome. And um, do you have any social media? Okay. Well, my biggest social media handle is on Facebook and it's under my name, Alfreda Small, and it's LPCNCC. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything you want to say to the audience out there, to anyone who feels like their self-worth is low, they need a boost of self-confidence, self-esteem, um, anything, anything, anything you want to close out with um, that you want to share with the world, <laughs> so to speak? You know, you are in charge of you. You are your greatest power. Um, whatever you set your mind to, you can do. It just takes hard work and patience. Um, find yourself a circle of people who are going to motivate you, who are positive, um, trustworthy, because um, that's important to have people around you that care about you. Um, also, take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself you can't take care of other people and when i say take care of yourself like we talked about earlier drinking water. actually knowing like you um continue to say like being self-aware self-aware is this is what i like and this is what i don't like also setting boundaries with for yourself and other people because it's a big deal having boundaries because people can either run over you um, if you let them or you'll do things that will harm yourself if you don't set boundaries for yourself. I think that's what I would send out to everybody. We'll close out with that. That's perfect. Thank um, you. For I'll let Thank you for what you do. Thank you for, you know, taking your time out to make your business a part of helping other people. I love the population you work with. I love um, college students and they're my favorite. So, and it takes a lot. So I'm glad that you are doing what you do. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Bye. Okay. Have a good day. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye.